Welcome to After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. And while you're there, please check out the articles and podcasts. And as always, please share those on social media if you like what you see. America Out Loud faces the same conservative censorship that so many others are facing. So when you share the articles or podcasts on social media, it helps out a great deal. We're back tonight with New York Post journalist Heather Robinson to continue our discussion on the recent Supreme Court decision. But before we get to that, I feel like we have to comment on this witch hunt that is the January 6th committee and their ongoing investigation into President Trump. Recently, they brought out this woman who worked for Mark Meadows. Her name is Kathy Hutchinson, and she seems like the latest person Democrats have dragged out for her to try and make a name for herself. Trump has denied her allegations, including that he tried to take control of the steering wheel from the Secret Service in the presidential limo. We are now hearing the Secret Service is willing to go on record to say that never really happened, but I doubt this highly partisan sham investigation has any interest in uncovering the actual truth. This is just an attack on President Trump and his supporters and will continue to divide the country. I think Democrats are overplaying their hand and this committee will blow up in their face. Rob, what are your thoughts? I agree with what you're saying, Andrew. They didn't have the hearing on last Friday because the Supreme Court was rendering its decision on abortion. So they all have to take a step back and let that digest. And then they came barreling out with this never before heard information that we're going to shock you with. We're going to put it out there. Now, this girl, her name is Cassidy Hutchinson, 25 years old, worked in Mark Meadows' office, a junior staffer, a junior staffer. I want to say that again, a junior staffer, just like the junior staffer who wrote an anonymous book saying that Trump was deranged in the White House, only to find out that this junior staffer never came in proximity of Trump other than a passing through the hallways, and that was it. A junior staffer, this Cassidy Hutchinson, who apparently wanted to go work in Mar-a-Lago once Trump left the White House. A junior staffer whom others warned Donald Trump, President Trump, not to hire her because she wasn't altogether there. A junior staffer who struggled with fashion. Because if you see her during her days at the White House, if you saw her the other night or the other day, you would say, wait a minute, these are two different women. Well, no, they decided to dress her up and play her up to the camera the same way they did the police officer, the blonde, bleach blonde police officer with the long flowing hair they put on the first night to testify. Now, again, this is all theatrics. It's a theatrical production put on by the fake news. That's all it is. And you have to also remember that the person who is doing the production is the same guy who worked for ABC News who decided to cover up the information on Jeffrey Epstein. The producer's name was James Goldston, former producer for ABC News. When they had all the goods on Jeffrey Epstein, that he was, in fact, a very bad man, he decided not to run the story. Now, why is that? It remains to be seen. We will never know. I know that some of you were waiting for the Black Book to be produced by Jessalyn Maxwell, who's now been sentenced to 20, what, 20 years in prison, and she's yet to produce the Black Book. We don't know if there is a Black Book. We don't know if there's anything in it. 
but that's a story for a different day. I want to continue on Cassidy Hutchinson, the 25-year-old junior staffer who gave a testimony and everyone thought it was riveting. Oh my gosh, she's saving democracy. She decided to step up. She's a true patriot. And she decided to give us this information, information that was secondhand information, information that she delivered and she named names, but those names that she named, let me look at my little cheat sheet here because I wanted to make certain I was able to give this to you all, the names that she was naming that she says, well, it was a secret service and he was there and he heard this, uh, Bobby Engel. She claims that he, had, he was in the car and that he had to keep the president from, I guess, attacking him or something. And then there was a Tony Ronaldo who gave her all this secondhand information. Now, why did they just have Tony Ronaldo to testify? Why have a junior staffer with secondhand information? Now, if you want this to be a legal proceedings and you want people to trust it, if you're in the court of law, hearsay is not admissible. Why is it admissible now? Well, I'll tell you why. Because she was able to embellish the story. She was able to make it seem as if, go, oh, my God, he did what? President Trump, oh, we knew it. There was a scuffle in the beast, the president's limo. Now, when you look at the beast and you look at the size of it, Trump would have had to have reached over a lot of people to get his hands on the steering wheel, as she said, to try to stop the beast. We heard no signs, no reports that the beast was driving erratically. And then the Secret Service. Again, why is it that Liz Cheney did not bring Tony Ronaldo and Bobby Engel, the Secret Service officer, to testify? Bobby Engel, who's now saying, I will swear under oath that this did not happen. And there are others who are saying the same thing. But we're supposed to believe and take the word of a junior staffer who was challenged when it came time to dressing, came time to fashion, Cassidy Hutchinson, who wanted to work for President Trump but was denied, Cassidy Hutchinson, who will probably have 10 minutes of fame. She will appear on The View as Alyssa Farah, the former communication director of the White House under President Trump, appeared, Stephanie Grisham, who was also at the White House, appeared on The View, and Olivia Troyer, who worked for Pence, who came out and said that she detested Trump. So these three women, making a bad name for women, well, for women, because they can't be trusted. They're just in it for their 15 minutes of fame. Now, I hope these gentlemen go before the White House or this hearing and testify that what she's saying is a complete lie. Now, they've given statements. Why won't they show the statements? Why would they even allow her to come up and say this, knowing that it is a lie? I'll tell you why. They don't care. Look at Adam Schiff. Look at how he lied, that he had the proof that there was Russia collusion. Where is the proof? We're still waiting. But see, it doesn't matter that they lie. What matters to them is that they get it out there in the public. Because once it's in the public and it starts to marinate, people will believe it. The same way they're lying about abortion. Oh, they've ended abortion all over. And women, they can't have abortions. And their lives are going to be in danger. And poor black women, women of color, they're going to suffer. How are they going to suffer? Because they're having their kid? Because they believe that black lives matter and they don't want to have an abortion? But you guys are saying, oh, no. This is going to end it. This is going to be it. Habitual liars. They're constantly lying. Day after day after day is nothing but lies. 
When will it stop? Before the American people, they are lying to us. They're feeding us lies. And people are buying into it. They're eating it up. There is no truth in anything that they're saying. Liz Cheney, I can't wait for her to lose her primary. I wish Adam Kissinger was running so he could have been primaried and lost. But it won't stop them from lying because these people are habitual liars. They're constantly lying. We need for the truth to come out. We need to make certain that come November 2022, that it is a decisive defeat at the polls. And then we need to go in and get all this information and put it out there before the public and say, no, we're going to speak truth to power. Now, needless to say, fake news CNN, if they're still under the direction of the liars that they have there now as commentators, they won't run it. PMS, NBC, they won't run it because they'll want to shut it down. But the truth, the American people are entitled to the truth because we have been given a steady diet of lie after lie after lie. It started with Russia collusion. It started with the fake phone call. They said that Trump said something wrong to the Ukraine president. And now we have the January 6th. Now, mind you, the FBI apparently investigated this and said there is no proof anywhere that Trump instigated a riot. So why do we have this commission? What are they trying to tell us? They're trying to damage President Trump. I don't care if you don't like him. Yes, he's bombastic, but you're trying to denigrate and destroy a man's reputation simply because you know you can't stop him. Now, some of them will say, well, Ron DeSantis, he'll run for president, he'll stop him. But apparently the Democrats aren't so certain. Apparently the Democrats aren't so certain that the candidates that they will run for the presidency in 2024 will be able to stop Trump. Apparently they're not so certain that the trick, the trickery and the chicanery that they did in 2020, they won't be able to do it again. Apparently they're afraid that the judges that were in place that made decisions that they should not have made because it was up to the legislative branches of those states, they won't be able to do it. Apparently, they're afraid that the secretaries of states that they got to say, oh, no, there's nothing wrong here, or the attorney generals won't do it. So because they're afraid of that, they must put out these laws. And then try to nudge Merrick Garland to investigate Trump or to arrest him or to bring charges on against him. Because truth in itself is the best defense, and they are afraid of it. So we can't allow the truth to take place. So we must lie, steal, cheat, and confuse the American people as we have been doing all along. And it's most unfortunate that you have two Republicans sitting there on that panel allowing this to be perpetrated, allowing this lie to continue. The same way they're lying about abortion, the same way they're lying about Clarence Thomas. And there's no one there to stop them. No statesman. Barack Obama is not going to do it. Hillary Clinton is not going to do it because she wants to run for president herself. So she wants them to take Trump out. She wants women to be afraid that abortion, their right to health care, is going to be taken away. Abortion has nothing to do with health care. Nothing at all. But that's what they're telling you. Barack Obama tweeting the same thing. He and Michelle Obama. Now just imagine how these people if, they, if we had a looking glass and we can say, we're going to go back in time and we're going to convince your parents to have an abortion and abort you, what do you think they would do? What do you think they would say? 
they would fight against it and say, no fair, I want to be born. What for? So you can screw up like you're doing now? Shameful. Shameful, shameful, shameful. So as Andrew said in his opening, we brought Heather Robinson back on tonight because the conversation that we had with her last night was really insightful. And it was from a woman's point of view, as opposed to Andrew and I, because we're men. Although the Democrats would say, oh, no, no, no. But you know what? When it comes to abortion, a woman is a woman and a man is a man. But when they want to go down their fairy tale line, oh, they can just mix it all up. I don't think so. I don't think so. Heather, how are you tonight? Doing great, Rob. Good to be on. How are you guys? We're good. We're glad that you came back on. As I said, we wanted you to come back on so that we can continue the conversation on abortion because I know a lot has transpired and it keeps transpiring because this is huge. It's monumental. And you're getting different sides of the story, different people saying different things. And before we were coming on show, you had said that you had tweeted, I think, Anna Navarro, or you responded to a tweet that she had put out there. Do you care to uh, share that with our listeners? Sure, Rob, I can tell you exactly what I wrote. Um, she tweeted something to the effect that um, that there was a controversy between uh, Anna Navarro and S.E. Cup about um, Anna Navarro tweeted something personal about how she has a severely disabled, I believe, brother and that uh, their family has had tremendous hardship and pain and uh, you know, she listened, she's not my favorite by a long shot, but it was a personal um, story that I had empathy for. And she was arguing that people, those who, who believe, who are pro-life, especially staunchly so, um, should be pro-support, including government support for families of the disabled and children who are born imperfect, you know, with, with illnesses, with disabilities. And I, you know, I, like I said, she's not my favorite, but I did understand what she was trying to say. I, I don't disagree with that. And I, I just added that if this is really about supporting women and children and babies, you know, that I, 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 I take her point and I think I agree, but I think she should also use her platform to call out the people who are making terroristic threats against these crisis pregnancy centers, places that do help women and young girls who have baby, you know, or with child, um, you know, you either care about women and children and babies or you don't. And you should be supporting anyone who's sincerely helping them if you really do care. So I want to hear the left condemn these attacks by this there's a horrible group called Jane's Revenge. I mean, to me, that's the lowest of the low. I mean, to, to make threats against a, uh, a facility that's helping women and children, women who choose to have their babies, uh, I think is, is about one of the more despicable things I've heard lately. And I think that um, if, if this is really about concern for women, the left should be clearly condemning that. 
Very well said, Heather. And uh, we appreciate your point of view. Rob and I try and give a show that we would want to listen to if uh, we listen to a podcast. And uh, we like all points of view. So we appreciate Heather coming on and giving us her point of view. We'll have more of that when we come back. You're tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud on the iHeartRadio channel. Or you can go to AmericaOutloud.com and click Click the Listen Live tab. We're available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew and our special guest, Heather Robinson. There are microbes in the air and they're in your house and the Genesis Fogger is the solution. This is a mobile fogger that uses a unique technology to give a non-toxic dry mist to cleanse the air and cleanse your rooms of microbes, whether they be bacterial, fungal, or viral, including SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. So go to the Genesis Fogger website and use the promo code OUTLOUD for a discount on your purchase of the model and get going with a cleaner house as there could be more microbes on the way. We're concerned about not only the current pandemic, but future ones. So let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's summertime. Ready for your vacation to the beach, the lake, or the mountains? But what about your accommodations? Ever wonder what germs were left behind by the previous guests? Kathy G. from Tulsa says the Genesis Fogger gives her peace of mind and confidence when traveling. With Genesis, she knows that the air and surfaces in her vacation rental are free of bacteria and viruses left behind by the previous occupants. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. We're back with After Dark with Robin Andrew and our special guest, Heather Robinson, who graciously agreed to come back on. Now, when we were going to break, Heather said something that we had alluded to during last night's show, and that is the left and them not denouncing the violence that we've seen to take place on these pregnancy centers that are supporting young mothers or mothers as a whole who choose to have their babies. Now, in my opinion, that's true healthcare because they're looking at the mom and making certain that she's hitting all the marks that she should meet throughout the pregnancy. But for some reason, you have these this radical arm of the left, the mainstream media, and Joe Biden's administration, I'm going to say it because we have to call them out, who seem to be allowing and promoting the violence on these birthing centers. They're not denouncing it. They're not telling people you can protest, but no violence. Some of these centers have been bombed, firebombed. Yeah, the- Go ahead. 
uh, they Antifa thugs in Portland uh, the Ant- other yep. night uh, bombed one. And then I didn't even know that. Der- derogatory notes uh, threatening them. Jane's Revenge, uh, Ruth sent us. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is probably turning over in her grave because she herself said that she questioned and had doubts about the 50-year-old decision that was made on Roe versus Wade. I mean, everyone is saying that it had no foundation in the Constitution, plain and simple. The Constitution does not say women can have the right to have an abortion. The Constitution supports, supports life. How they screwed this up with the 14th Amendment, I don't know, but they did. And what we have to realize is that the Supreme Court does make mistakes. Look at the Dred Scott decision. They said, nope, you can have slavery. Plessy versus Ferguson. Yep, you can have separate but equal. But then it came back and said, no, that was wrong. Those were wrong decisions. Some of you will say, well, this whole thing with abortion overturning is a wrong decision. No, it isn't because it's not in the Constitution. What the justices did is to say, we're going to send it back to the states. If you want to have it or not have it, you need to legislate it. It should not be coming before the courts. Once you legislate it, the courts will make certain we will interpret it and make certain that it stays that way. But to come up with some ruling that's not in the Constitution, and for the past 50 years, 60,000 babies have been killed. And now you have these corporations that are saying, oh, if you have an abortion, we'll pay for it. We're going to put it in our company benefits package. That if you happen to get, you happen to get pregnant, we will allocate $4,000 for your travel, your room, and your board, and for your health care. Now, what about giving me that money in the form of a check to help support me in having my baby? What about giving me that money in helping with health care? I'm sorry, child care. Has anyone ever thought about that? But the other day you had people on TV, news people, coming out and saying, look at how devastating this is going to be. Look at how this is going to hurt families. It's going to keep families from being in the middle class because they're going to have a baby. Think about this. They're saying that if you have a baby, it's going to prevent you from going up into the middle class. If you have a baby, it's going to keep women from moving up in their careers. If you have a baby, it's going to stop a whole lot of families because you've got another mouth to feed. So best you go to an abortion clinic and get rid of that baby. This is what the society has come to. This is what they are saying. Now, Heather, uh, read, I want you to just read your quote or your tweet that you sent to Anna because I want people to understand this because this is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, why can't we have institutions that are going to support moms if they decide to have the child? Go ahead, Heather. Okay. Uh, Anna Navarro wrote, banning women's choices but not funding enough aid for kids and adults with special needs and disabilities or a safety net for single moms and poor families or safe, loving foster care and adoption isn't pro-life. It's hypocrisy. So I wrote, there's truth to your words, Anna Navarro, but if this is your position, please also be consistent and call out groups like Jane's Revenge who are violently attacking crisis pregnancy centers. So very simply, uh, you know, I think that she makes a point that if we are going to be a culture of life, we are going to, um, to, to support life, we need to, to support it. I do think that, um, it's important uh, to recognize that, you know, if you're talking about very young women and girls who are not in a, a good financial or emotional position, um, you know, and we're going to 
tighten restrictions on abortion or allow states to do so, that it makes sense to provide them with support. Um, but I think that if, if we really care about babies and children and women, we have to we have to work together to do that. And at the very least, need to make clear that any attacks on on any sincere people trying to help mothers, to help young women, to help children are, are not acceptable. But the thing is, they don't seem to care. I don't even want to say they don't seem to care. They don't care. Because if you look at what happened during the spring and summer of 2020, 2021, or by businesses, federal and state build buildings were attacked. No one was arrested. And if they were arrested, they were let out. That was the beginning of anarchy. That was the beginning of society falling down. But yet still, they want to rush through this whole Jane Six thing. People are still in jail, unable to speak with an attorney, unable to see their loved ones. How can this be happening in America? Well, look at abortion. Look at what they're doing to our Supreme Court justices. They're out protesting, trying to intimidate them, still trying to scare them. Well, you know, Brett well, Kavanaugh was almost assassinated. Yeah, and it's you like know, no one's business. No one cares about it. I wanted to just mention. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, one thing uh, thought that occurred to me was that um, you know one thing we know is that this decision was certainly not political in the sense of <laughs> you know I, I was talking to my mom about it the other day, and you know how smart she is and what a fine analyst she is. She's been on your show. Um, you know, and she made the point, and I haven't really heard anybody else sharp enough to make this macro level point, you know, on, on TV or anything, but it's like with the, um, you know, the economy in shambles, the stock market crashing, crazy inflation, chaos and crime in these horribly mismanaged cities, the border out of control, and $53 billion just sent for an unwinnable war. It's like, what else, you know, what it's, it's like basically who on earth would vote for the Democrats in the midterms other than the most knee-jerk, diehard, you know, conservative, I mean, liberal kind of, you know, unthinking person. But it's like the conservative court sort of has handed, you know, the Democrats the one thing that they could use to get people to the polls and, and to mobilize them and to, you know, hurt the, uh, the Republicans in the midterms is this. There's so many women are, you know, passionate on this subject, I would say maybe even to the point of irrationality in many cases. I'm not dismissing their concerns, but I think their concerns are, are greatly catastrophized for a lot of reasons. But I mean, this is handing um, a big advantage to the Democrats in the midterms coming up. Um, it just is. So I guess the point is that the one thing this decision was not was political. I mean, it's not going to help the Republicans in the midterms. It's just, you know, and it's the one thing that, that could really mobilize the Democrats, I think. So I don't know if the Supreme Court has any, um, if it has any, flexibility in terms of when it takes certain cases, when it hears them. I believe that they do, if I'm not mistaken, have the choice to prioritize certain cases. So, you know, as usual, I think our side, our conservative side was not particularly being strategic here at all. I mean, I think this was probably a matter of great principle to them that they chose to hear this case now and overturn it now because, 
it is not going to, I mean, it, it, it's the one thing that could probably really, you know, lose the Republicans the midterms. So, you know, yet another example of the guileless or principled conservatives, depending on how you want to look at it, you right. know. But I would, I would venture to say that if anyone votes for Democrats to the midterm, they're foolish. If they're hanging their hat on abortion, and some will, oh, but when you, look, when you look around you and you see what's happening in the economy, you won't have to have an abortion to get rid of your child because you're going to be getting rid of yourself. Well, you look at the crime. I mean, the, it's, it is rampant and it's going to start knocking at everyone's door if we continue along the lines that we're continuing along right now. The economy is tanking. Don't believe them when they say, oh, it's okay. You have Janet Yellen coming out and saying, oh, yeah, we missed the mark on it. It is inflation. We missed it. Well, they were telling you that at the time, but you were blaming, giving all these other excuses, saying it was Putin. It was Putin, Putin this. I'm surprised they haven't blamed the abortion deal being overturned on Putin. Or maybe he got into the, the Clarence Thomas and he scared it. And the attacks that they're leveling on Clarence Thomas a black man. It's terrible. Who's highly principled, extremely smart. Now Hillary Clinton, she's coming out. Oh, yeah, I went to college with him. You did not. You didn't have a class with him. He was a year behind you. Why are you lying? And why aren't they calling her out on the lies? See, these are the things that really eat at me when they say, what keeps you up late at night? Well, I don't know if this keeps me up late at night, but if it did, when these they're purposefully lying, and the media won't call them out. You look at uh, Adam Schiff and what he had said about packing the courts and how we want to make certain that we keep it sacred. And now he's coming out saying, oh, no, we need to pack the court. But the court, we can't trust them anymore because of what they've done, because of what they've said, because of the decision that they made, that they want to send it back to the, to the state so that the people can decide now we should no longer trust them. Nancy Pelosi saying that they don't matter anymore, they're insignificant. Just think about what the Democrats are saying. And if Trump were in office and saying the same thing, how they would all be lamenting, oh, how dare he? He's talking about our sacred institution. How could he say it? But they can say it and get away with it. And you see when the tables are turned, this is a reason why I say Republicans, you have got to go full steam ahead and eradicate this craziness. Why would they allow this to happen? This is absurd. And now, look, like I said, I think I sent you guys an article on Dick's Sporting Goods and what they're saying. They're going to give people $4,000 to travel. I mean, Heather, as a woman and seeing this, and I know that you treasure life, and I know you say that you're pro-choice, but what are your, th what are your thoughts to these women that they don't see anything else but this is going to stop me from doing my career. I, my family, I don't need anyone else in my family. This is it. What are, are we? Are we missing something here? Because we're men, <laughs> and and we just well, in case we're missing something here. Well, I will say, Rob, that and I remember talking to a good friend of mine about this years ago. My friend Dave Reboy, who's a, a, a very prominent uh, tweeter and and think tank analyst. Um, I do think that there's something about being female. Um, there is a kind of vulnerability 
that is hard to impart to a man, even a sympathetic, compassionate man. And I don't mean that a man can't have an opinion on this. I, I believe, I, you know, I'm not one of those women who thinks that only women can have an opinion about it or a say, but I do think that there's something of, you know, we kind of live with the awareness that if God forbid, you know, if we're in our childbearing years and we were raped, for instance, you know, we could be, we could get pregnant, you know, against our will. It's not, it's, and it's a kind of vulnerable feeling that it's just, you know, of course, all human beings are vulnerable men too. You know, you guys could have all kinds of terrible stuff, God forbid, happen to you. So you understand vulnerability. Um, women aren't the only people who could be raped, who could be attacked, who, you know, but this is a, a special kind of thing that can only happen to a woman. So that kind of thing, I think, is part of what women, you know, what what fires up and, and you know, makes this it's one piece of what makes it so emotional. And I, I so I will say that, I mean, in terms of this Dick's Sporting Goods thing, I mean, first of all, Dick's Sporting Goods is in Pennsylvania. I just looked it up. It's based around here in Coriopolis, outside Pittsburgh. Um, the governor here in Pittsburgh has declared he's he's completely vowed to veto any efforts to control access to abortion. So, for I mean, first of all, until um, you know the election, there's not going to nothing's going to change here in Pennsylvania anyway. And, you know, Pennsylvania tends to be a pretty middle ground state. I mean, I don't think, you know, we're not in the deep south here. I, I would seriously doubt that there's going to be some radical change in, the, you know, law here. So, I mean, it's odd that of all companies, this, this Pennsylvania-based company would be doing this. I mean, one thing I will say is uh, I'm not dismissing women's concerns. I do, I think, understand that this is a little, you know, it's, it's jarring. It's, but I, I think that if you take the emotion out of it and you examine it logically, basically from what I'm reading, it, and of course a lot is yet to be decided in the different states, but it's like, I think that for the most part, even the most conservative states are not talking about if I, unless I'm mistaken, they're not talking about banning abortion. They're, 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 it would still be something women can access early on before there's a heartbeat, before there's significant fetal development. Um, and I'm not aware of any state banning abortion if there's a severe fetal abnormality or a medical you know, emergency to the, the, the woman. So you know, we're talking about, we're not really talking about such drastic change for, I mean, generally speaking, we're talking about um, some conservative states might impose some restrictions on late, later term abortion of healthy fetuses. So I think for most people who, you know, dare I say, I mean, unless you're extraordinarily unlucky. And there are such things that happen. I, I would not dismiss it. I mean, there are little young girls who get raped. There are people who are raped. You know, this can happen. And I, I would hope that legislatures would reflect the will of most people who I think have compassion in situations like that, about situations like that. But for the most part, most, I mean, unless a woman is, you know, I mean, I think for most responsible people, this is not going to change anything because I think most responsible people, I would, you know, go out on a limb, okay, and say, 
if heaven forbid they feel they need an abortion, they're going to do it before 15 weeks, you know, I mean, unless there's a medical emergency, which again, or, you know, severe problem, which is that's as far as I'm aware, I, I don't, I'm not aware of any state that's messing around or meddling in that. My understanding is that even Missouri, you know, the state where the case uh, came from that triggered this, um, you know, that, that state wanted to restrict access to abortion after 15 weeks. Wait, wait, has it was it Missouri or Mississippi? I think it was Missouri. Let, let me look it up. Sorry, so I, could, I kept thinking that it was uh, Mississippi. Okay, I could be mistaken. Um, uh, that it start that started this. That precipitated but my point is, this. it's a conservative state. Uh huh. But even they, you know, my understanding is that this was not about banning abortion outright. Or you know, it was about fifteen weeks, which is fifteen weeks. Let's see, that's. Four, eight, twelve, uh, sixteen—that's almost four months along. So you know, in other words, you're talking about you know, almost at four months, wanting an abortion of uh, you know, presumably a healthy fetus. Which you know, I mean, by that point, I mean there aren't too many responsible people who are going to be aborting a healthy fetus at four months. Is my is what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm just being candid, you know, even as a woman who has empathy, you know, in there, but for the grace of God, go I, I think, you know, it's easy to sit on the outside if you're not in these situations. I, I, you know, I, but I'm just sort of saying from a logical perspective, it is a little hard to imagine a situation, you know, in which any responsible woman would be doing that unless there were a medical issue, which is another story. You know, I think that's definitely a different story. And I, I would hope that the law would reflect, you know, an understanding of that. I think what this is designed to do is allow states to regulate the cal the sort of, you know, use of abortion as a means of ending a, you know, a pregnancy because of some reason other than dire, dire circumstance, you know, past the, you know three month, three week mark, which is, you know, fairly on in a pregnancy, you're not, you know, um, but I mean, I, you know, again, I guess it'll depend on states. I mean, I, I know there's some talk that Texas, there's the heartbeat bill, which is earlier on. So, you know, in fairness, I'm not expert in that. I, maybe they are talking about limiting it sooner than 15 weeks. Um, but did you see, Rob, was it Missouri or um, Mississippi? I think it was Mississippi, but we'll, we'll look at it when we go to break and we'll come back and let them know which one it is. So anyway, my bottom line is that I, you know, while I don't dismiss women's concerns, I, I don't think it really is going to change anything for the vast majority of women who would not be pursuing or even probably contemplating an abortion of a healthy fetus past, you know, the first three months, you know, I mean, I think unless you're, you know, planning to have, you know, an abortion of a healthy fetus where there's no medical issue, you know, in the fourth, fifth, sixth month or something, it doesn't seem like, you know, it seems like that's probably what's going to be regulated. So I think that the idea of flying women to other states, you know, to do that, 
yes, it seems it seems alarmist. It seems extreme, you know, better to look. I mean, birth control is also already free in this country. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. But um, as of Joe Biden's election, you can get birth control. I mean, as long as you have a prescription from a doctor, it's free. It costs nothing. Right. It's almost well, like they're encouraging them to get an abortion in some cases. I mean, $4,000 is a lot of money to some right, people. Well, I'm saying, I mean, it, particularly in a society where birth control pills are free, you know what I mean? That should be the first line of, you know, uh, concern. If you, you know, if you're going to get involved in your reproductive lives of your employees, which I think is questionable to begin with, but the most logical thing is to say, well, you can't even offer them free birth control because there already is free birth control. I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but it's like how infantilized can women be? They're already giving us birth control pills for free. Okay. So, and then if those fail, presumably, you know, God forbid a woman feels she needs an abortion, she could do it within the first three months, you know, but I mean, it's like they're saying, if you don't manage to do that, we'll, we'll spend $4,000 to fly you to some other state to do. I mean, yes, it's, it's, it, it seems very far-fetched and it doesn't seem appropriate to me. And it doesn't seem strike me as something necessary. Yeah, I would agree with that. If you're looking for better health yourself, go to HealthyCell.com. Healthy Cell Vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. They come in great tasting gel packs. You can go to HealthyCell.com and check out the great products and you can save 20% off with the code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. Because of COVID-19, Many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 120 times per month. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains full effective doses of science-backed nutrients, like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a one-a-day, pill-free, ultra-absorption ingestible gel. It tastes great, comes in a convenient squeeze gel pack, and it's more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. 
Click the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Well, folks, believe it or not, we are nearing the end of our show. Before we call it out for night, still got a couple more things that we want to talk about. One of the things I just want to mention is uh, Joe Biden. As always, Joe Biden, something about Joe Biden uh, and the G7 summit and him planning on begging Saudi Arabia for more oil output. And it seems as if though the French president, Macron, went up to him and told him, oh, you can hang that up because <laughs> they're not putting out any more oil for you, buddy. Now, think about this. We have oil here in the United States. We have a lot of it. We have our own natural resources. Why in the heck are we depending on other countries? Have we not learned our lesson? Why can't we utilize what we have? Well, I'll tell you why we can't, because you have these knuckleheads who want, we want to be green energy. We want, we want to save the planet. We want to do this. I get it. I understand all that. But to the extent of depending on someone else, look at what we've done with China. We've given China all of our manufacturing goods, just about. They work on all of our antibiotics. If they were to get mad at us, we would have a lot of people dying. A lot of our medical devices, everything we do just about is made in China. Why can't we make it here in the United States? We have enough people here in the United States that could do that. China is right on our doorsteps in Brazil. Brazil is now reliant on China. China thinks long term. Xi will be president for the next God knows how long until he dies. Is this really what we want? Can't Biden see through this? Can't people see through this? As I said earlier, are we going to march to the polls and say, well, we're going to vote for all Democrats because the Republicans, they got rid of abortion. Are we really going to do that? Because if we don't start standing up and put the right people in office, we won't exist. We won't have to worry about abortion. We'll be killing ourselves. I mean, we've got to start being reliant upon ourselves, which is what President Trump said, and people didn't like it. They were mad about it. Look at what's happening in Mexico. And that's another thing. How many people are getting mad and saying they're going to move to Mexico? Well, if they don't do it this way, I'm tired. I'm mad at the abortion bill. I'm going to move to Canada. I'm going to move overseas. Well, when you move over to Europe, just look and see how their abortion laws are and see how far that's going to get you. But none of these people ever say, Andrew, that they want to move to Mexico. Why is that? Why don't they want to go to Mexico? Yet still you have people from Mexico trying to come here and they're not complaining about the abortion bill. They're coming here and they're having babies and everything else. And you don't see these abortion people saying these Mexicans, they should be having abortions. No, it's like have more babies, have more babies. What? Look at the oxymoron of this. This makes no sense. People too. Yes, yes. And I think we have a real crisis of confidence in the West here, you know, where this is another subject, I guess, but where we're not having a lot of babies and, um, yeah, I think it's unfortunate in many ways. By the way, I, I meant to say I just did the simple math while we were on break and four, eight, 12, 15 weeks is almost four months into a pregnancy, not three months. So the, it was a Mississippi case that triggered this review was um, over Mississippi's 
right to someone sued the state of Mississippi for the right to an abortion past 15 weeks, which would be almost four months, just to clarify, um, three, three months and uh, three weeks in, you know, don't you find it interesting that we are, we're, we're encouraging Americans. So it seems to have an abortion, but we're letting other people come here and we're, we're protecting their young. We're going out of our way to make certain that they have everything that they need to start their families. I don't know how well we're protecting their young, Rob. You know, look, did you see the story the other day with 40 some people dead in a truck? Well, yeah, yeah, but that's an anomaly. But you look at the others well, that are coming, but you look at the others that are coming here. But I'm but telling Heather, you, they're, right, they're, no, I, I know about that. But look so, at the ones that are coming here and they're getting ready to open up a school to house these young kids. And then the mothers that are coming, I just, I just see that this, there's a double standard here, unfortunately. I hate to say a double standard, but it does seem as if though, the ones that are coming here that are pregnant, have your baby. Why wouldn't they tell those moms, you're going to have a difficult life here, have an abortion. You're pregnant, have an abortion. Why aren't well, they encouraging them I mean, to have abortions? I don't know about encouraging. They probably would support their wish to have an abortion. If, no, if, I don't know I mean, about I, that, Heather. I th- well, as we know that the, the left wants the votes. They want people to come in here. They, I think they think that those people who my understanding is the people who come here illegally can get driver's licenses and can, in many cases, vote. Um, so well, you I know what? But just speaking of the vote, you do you did hear that here in New York City, a judge said that they cannot illegal aliens cannot vote in local really? elections, which is what some of the folks here wanted. Well, maybe that'll cool the left a little uh, in its lust to you know demonize our border patrol and let everybody in here. My concern about it all, as you guys know, has been for children. Ironically, I think that this misplaced hysteria. I mean, over the temporary separation of children and parents, which I understand was not ideal and may have been traumatic, but I I think the people who who noisily, hysterically championed that didn't realize that what they were setting up is a situation in which far, far worse can and is happening to many children because children are being used as pawns to get in here. And that means that a lot of the people coming with children, we don't know if these are necessarily their children. There's been plenty of documentation of, and I've interviewed Customs and Border Patrol agents about this, people bringing children, grabbing children. People send their children, as we know, alone across the border. And many of those children are sexually abused and used as drug mules. We're not tracking these kids. We don't know what's happening to them. Every so often a, a truck load of people, including many young people, turns up dead. Uh, My understanding is that we've migrated a lot of Mexico's problems into this country now so that the the cartels and the traffickers that work to pay the cartels bring people into the country, work them basically as slaves. Some of the young girls are prostituted and the boys tend to be uh, enslaved as landscapers, you know, in landscaping businesses, which might not sound bad, but there's no labor laws, they're overworked, they're underfed, they're abused. And in cases like we saw the other day, you know, they're so abused that they turn up dead occasionally. So this is all, you know, the compassionate, you know, what the, what the so-called compassionate liberal um, 
attitude about, you know, not, not being tough on the border is incentivizing. And it's very upsetting to me, very angry, because, you know, for all, I mean, this is supposed to be some kind of a humanitarian thing, but I think that most of the, the people who advocate loose borders like this are blissfully unaware of the tremendous evil and the grievous injury that's being done, especially to, to underage people, the children. Um, you know, it's a mess. You know, I, I was writing with somebody on Twitter today about how just as a humanitarian, I'd almost rather see open borders. I don't, I don't support that, but at least if there were open borders, you know, the, the cartels wouldn't maybe be able to charge as much. I mean, we've, what, this is the worst of both worlds, what we have now. We have, you know, laws at a border, but laws that are not being enforced and a border that's not, that's not secure. So basically people have to sneak across, they, they have to pay the cartels and traffickers to get across and or use children to get across. So we've basically created, um, you know, a situation where crime and, you know, organized crime has, has exploded because that's how people know there's a way to get in, especially with kids and they use kids and, and, and the cartels get to charge and make more money and, it's just the worst of both worlds. You know, it's like, it's it's a humanitarian catastrophe on top of, you know, being a security threat to the country. And, you know, it's a mess. Thank you, Joe Biden. Yeah, we could thank Joe Biden for all the disasters that we're encountering right now. Like I said, he's overseas right now, getting ready to go and start begging Saudi Arabia for more oil output when we have oil here makes absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm. But yet yeah. still, he wants to blame Putin and say this is Putin's fault. And, 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 and then they're planning on sending more weapons. Well, that's to Ukraine. a reliable whipping boy. Russia's the, been the reliable whipping boy since the end of World War Two, for a lot of things. And you know, the more I learn, I'm not saying Russia's so perfect or to be trusted, you know, but it's it's a very convenient enemy which I, I will say has never attacked us on our shores, has never, you know, the one time they came into our hemisphere and tried to put missiles in Cuba, we were having none of it. And they wisely turned tail and went back. Nevertheless, you know, they've been the boogeyman, you know, decade in and decade out. And they still are the convenient boogeyman, you know, for a lot of uh, wrong decisions and a lot of things that, I think, you know, people closer to home have responsibility for, but won't take responsibility for. So just blame Russia and you'll, you know, throw red meat to a good portion of our people who, you know, I mean, I'm not saying Russia is so great. I mean, they've been involved in some amoral stuff. I wouldn't trust them, you know, uh, but I also, you know, I don't think that, um, you know, blaming them for everything and demonizing them. It's ridiculous. It's, it's really ridiculous. And when you look at it, that's all this administration has done for their failures. They blame Russia. And mm -hmm. I'm sure they're trying to figure out a way to blame Russia for this whole abortion deal. If they could, they would do it. But Russia for the oil, Russia for gas. This is, this is Putin's gas price hike. This is Putin's inflation. This is, I'm like, Biden, yeah. this is yours. You yeah. own it, please. <laughs> 
first, first it was Trump and now it's Russia. At first, everything was President Trump's fault. You remember the Afghanistan debacle, but then this Russia thing happened. And now that's the new convenient excuse for the Biden administration is just to blame Russia for everything. But yeah, yeah it's never them taking any account. And people believe it. And people believe it. Those who want, I mean, they know that it's not true, but it makes them feel comfortable because they don't want to blame Biden. The media does not want to blame Biden. We see that Biden is compromised. Look at all the information that's coming out now. We're now knowing that Biden did, in fact, know about Hunter Biden's business dealings. But they'll say, oh, this Russia, look at, remember those generals that came out and said that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russia disinformation. None of them should appear on TV ever again. They should never be trusted because that was a huge mistake. They knew that they were lying. They knew what they were saying was a lie. They had to have known that eventually it was going to be found out that they were lying, but yet still they lie. So why should we believe anything that they say? And whenever they come on TV to give any commentary, it should be questionable. People should say, well, wait a minute. Because you lied about the biggest lie, the biggest, something that was clearly a lie, and you lied about it, and you tried to get us to buy into it. They should be questioned every time they come on TV. Everyone should question anything that they said. Mm-hmm. They should not be given a chance at all. It should be met with a grain of salt. No, but wait a minute. Why did you lie about this? Before they are allowed to give commentary on anything, that should be the first thing that is put before them. Do you now wish to retract what you said about the Hunter Biden laptop? And give us an answer. And if they say, well, no, I thought, no, you are a general. You're supposed to be a subject matter expert without knowing the facts. You lied because you wanted to deceive the people so that Joe Biden can get into office and look at where it got us. That should be the question that they must answer before they're allowed to go into any other commentary. Yeah, very well said. And we could keep going, but we're up against the clock. Thank you so much to Heather Robinson for joining us once again tonight. We always appreciate her commentary. Uh, Check out her articles on the New York Post. Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you stream your podcast, please like and subscribe to America Out Loud or go to americaoutloud.com. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.